this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about ATA Season 2, Episode 7, where um, actually a lot of stuff happened and also I feel like it's setting up a pretty crazy season finale, so I don't know, I'm excited. Um, and also confused about everything and under the sea, why that happened. So <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it. It's the sunken um, I place. Have it... Huh? It's the sunken place. The sunken place? I don't know what that is. Isn't that from... Where's that? Out? What's it called? The place where they go. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh. The sunken place. Like this is yes. not ringing any bells. <laughs> the yeah, sunken when they, they hypnotize you, they take you to that other weird oh, world no. oh. i didn't know i didn't, I guess i forgot <laughs> it had a name i don't know if it's the same thing i it? saw more like little mermaid <laughs> vibes but <laughs> yeah um i have it on good authority that eski is still drinking a very precariously low glass of water so that's exciting <laughs> Ooh, yes yes someone has a liquid i mean i had a diet coke like liquid. two seconds ago Okay, great. You'll be all hyped up for the podcast then. Not really. Caffeine does nothing to me. <laughs> but <laughs> we will try. Um, my Turkish teacher just told me that she drinks zero water during the day, just tea. So I can't even imagine how immune to caffeine she is. Oh, wow. That would be so Impressive. bad for me. I definitely, I mean, this is, I think, my first glass of water today versus I don't know how many cups of there tea, <laughs> so I feel that. <laughs> um, all right, so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode and in the sunken place. <laughs> so this episode starts with Atiye, um, so she... As we found out last episode, Mustafa helped her escape. So she's leaving kind of that cave and she's touching the wall with these symbols or whatever. I don't even know what she's even doing, but like she finds out that like she needed her male half in order to activate the gate or something. Or that at least that's what I understood. Um, and so in the meantime, uh, Sardar is at his son's wake, um, or wake equivalent, um, in Islam, which I'm not sure what it is, um, what the name is. Um, then we have, um, Melek is like really out of it. Like she clearly is really sad and is going to do something about it. Um, now that her son has died. And she keeps getting, like, phone calls from Elif. Elif is, like, basically, like, banished from the family. And no one wants to contact her. And she's also really sad. So it's kind of crappy for her. Um, And then Atiye has this kind of, like, vision of this tree in Urfa with all the ties on it. And she gets this vision that the door is under the tree. And that, like fixing that door is going to be what's going to bring fertility back but it has to have like male and female i think energy. that's what she's reading uh-huh. slash communing from the tablet and the, oh oh wow i was really dumb <laughs> yeah that's why that she's her, like stroking the tablet the whole it. time <laughs> oh wow okay 
and she just touches her belly. And we see a lot of Atiya symbols slash new symbols. And in the meantime, Elif is like really depressed. She doesn't know what to do. She's watching TV and like hearing about um, Ozan having died. And she's just like, you know, really sad and doesn't know what to do. And so this guy knocks on her door and, and he's like, okay, um, Sardar wants to talk to you. And she's like, well, I didn't even find out when Ozan's wake was. And I'm like really sad. And he was my brother, whatever. And then she hears a voice in the back of her head. That's her dad's voice. Um, Nazim saying like, don't go to Sardar. He's going to hurt you if you do. But she like remembers that when it's too late, Nazim can't catch her. They can't catch up to her by that time. So she's screwed. And then we have um, Serdar in this wake and he's talking to Melek and Melek is very upset at him because she's like, well, you told me my son was okay. He was alive. He went abroad. Um, but obviously that's all untrue. So she's very upset about this and she like feels like she deserves to know the truth. And Serdar is very upset and he again goes to his garden barbecue transmission station or whatever to try and um, communicate with these aliens and, and is like very like out of control definitely and talking about how um, why did you do this to my son like what is wrong with you like all this stuff um, but that's life and then we have Hannah she's just chilling at home and Erhan gets home and like Hannah's very excited to see him but he's very upset and he's like, why have you been lying to me all along? Like, what are you hiding from me? All this stuff. And he's like, you know, you're, you lied to me, said that I was plotting something. Like, why or do you even love me? Like, what's your deal? And she's like, yeah, I love you. But like, said that made me do it. My mother was sick and like all this stuff was going on. So this is what happened. And I guess it's kind of weird because we don't, I it's still not clear to me if she's on his side or not because she keeps like calling Sardar to give him information again so it's kind of weird so then Ati is trying to call Erhan but he's not answering the phone and then Erhan is on his phone try, uh, oh Erhan like he finally gets her to tell the truth and say you know he like Sardar has been trying to keep you away from Atiyah because he said like that would be the end of everything, whatever. And then we see Nazim and he he gets to Erhan and says, you know, they got your sister, like we need to do something. Um, so they decide that Erhan is going with Atiyah and Nazim is going to save Elif. Um, so then Atiyah arrives to, so Atiyah gets this weird phone call from Sardar that's like, you need to get to this place or I'm going to kill Elif. And so she's really scared. She's going to meet him there. And then also set up, goes to see Mustafa and say that, and like tells him that he needs to save Atiyah. And he's like, well, I already saved her one time, like a few times before because Melek told me to save her, but fine, I'll save her again. So Atiyah arrives at this place and it turns out it's like Sardar's childhood home or something. Where, like he starts talking a little bit about his childhood and how his dad like hid him in this well when he was a kid and like traumatized him. Um, and clearly had a very crappy childhood. So then Hannah calls him, and it's not clear to me whether Elhan asked her to call Serdar or not, but like she's like 
okay, this happened, whatever. And then, so basically they, they, they separate Atiyah's running, trying to find this 19th street place. Um, but at the same time, Mustafa like is able to monitor and find Elif. So that's important. And then Atiyah and Sardar have this whole conversation where he talks about his past and how everyone's a pawn and like the world sucks and everything's shit. Basically, like Ati is freaking out because she doesn't want anything to happen to Elif. But what happens is that, um, well, they're like Erhan and his dad are able to divide and, and figure it out. Um, but basically, Serdar doesn't want to let Ati go and he wants her to tell him where the door is because they need to open this door gate um, ASAP. So, well, also there's a bunch of flashbacks at this point. <laughs> Um, so they're able to save Elif. So the, the Mustafa and the cops get there and save her. And Erhan is here to save Atiyah. So he has this whole conversation with Sardar about how like he doesn't care about him, even though he's his adoptive son. And he like it's weird that he wants to kill him and that shouldn't be that way. Um, and like that he's not going to be like he's not willing to, to or like he's not capable of shooting him. And then this whole conversation, he just shoots him. Um, and Erhan goes to this sunken place world where this weird Jesus figure starts telling him about, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he had been in the previous episode. We had already dubbed him a Jesus figure, I think. Um, he's like, your life is made up of consequences. Like, you need to remember what you did in your life. And, like, he has all these flashbacks to, like, him and Atiyah having a relationship and having sex and his mother. And when he was a kid and he discovered that cave and how he loved Hannah. But, like, this presence is telling him that it was all lust and whatever. In the meantime, Melek is, like, almost about to hang herself. But then she hears something in the house. Oh, she hears Ozan who's like, I'm waiting for you, mom. And he goes and finds her. And then, like, she doesn't kill herself. And in the meantime, Erhan, Nazim found him. And he's, like, very hurt, but somehow conscious and, like, surviving. But then his vitals start to go bad, and he's in a bad place. Um, and Ati is on the way to Urfa with Serdar, because she told him that the door is in Urfa. And he's like, okay, we're going now. And well, then set up is telling, or she's having this vision about what's going to happen, or or she's telling Atia like hurry up because she needs Atia needs to cross the door the gate soon. If not, she's going to die and like lose the baby and every and the universe is going to like cease to exist or I don't even know what. So then said that has a coughing fit, and he won't let Atia drive. So he crashes the car and Atia gets both of them out alive. But he's pretty like fucked up. And then the car explodes. And then she's able to drag both of them to safety and they get to this door, I think. I guess she's able to open the door. I don't know. We can discuss that. But then Erhan wakes up in a hospital where there's a Gobekli Tepe poster and he's having all these flashbacks about Hannah shooting him and um, like Ati and stuff. So it seems like possibly they went back to the original timeline. Um, I probably missed some stuff in that recap, but 
you guys can comment yeah, it, it now. Like, yeah, it seems like he, yeah, his death, it seems, transported him to the first timeline where he was also dead, we thought. <laughs> nice that you can just keep uh, hopping back and forth. I think that's basically what I understood, except that uh, Erhan dies, right? And then wakes up in a different timeline. So now we're going to move on into the gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section where we can hopefully figure out what the heck was going on here. <laughs> okay. So, Sophia, you were talking about like, she needs to be with like a male energy or something. And I completely missed that. The only thing I got from the communion with the tablets thing was that she needs to give birth in like a certain spot in a cave. So what's the male energy part of it? that I missed I think it says like in the tablet that she needs to be with like her male equivalent or something like that I don't know as if you if you have any comments on that but like some because remember in the past episode they had that Adam and Eve scene of them together mm-hmm. yeah I didn't catch anything about male or female energy specifically but I was also watching and loling at again that obelisk <laughs> that apparently is undiscovered <laughs> So then I probably and it's a nice like catacomb with like perfect brick and everything. Yeah, it's extremely well preserved. <laughs> Un- yeah, I'm crazy. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I missed that important detail in the midst of laughing at the set and the ridiculousness of her just stumbling upon that. Like apparently no one else ever knowing it existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I maybe I made that up, but that's what I understood. Well, we're we'll keep it as a valid yeah. theory. I think I think you're right that it's that both the energies. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> well, are I needed. Think, <laughs> I forget the would it be weird if, if like Sardar <laughs> is the male energy? Like, wouldn't that be strange? Ew. Don't say, Save it for the history out. section, Sophia, because okay. I was thinking along the same lines. Okay, okay. Toxic male energy. <laughs> Is there another kind of male energy? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, okay, we have to talk about the Melek plot. So at the beginning of the episode, it shows, shows her, uh, presumably she has... Uh, just completely lost it and is now contemplating suicide although we haven't seen any signs of that and then do we think she's gonna like find Ozan like what was that vision thing that happened no I I think so I have this whole theory about this like her and Elif's role in like the world in like this universe okay and it's that like both of them are like pivotal characters where their life or their life or death is like very significant to whatever happens in that universe because like if you notice like Elif's death in the first um timeline was what made the second timeline possible and is now making Hatia go back to that first timeline Mm -hmm. and then Melek is like what moves Serdar so like 
if she died like Sarah dies in this timeline trying to stop her from killing herself so Mm -hmm. for me like there must be something about those two characters and their fate that's going to determine the fate of the other characters or the actions of the other characters that's interesting I just learned the term fridging I don't know if you guys have heard of it but it's like a comic book Mm -mm. term where a woman exists solely so that she can be put into danger to motivate other characters and that seems like exactly what Sophia just said definitely I mean that definitely like fits in what's it fridging like refrigerator yeah like I think like the original one was a woman in a fridge or something I don't know I'm not a comics expert but I just learned the term and I think it applies um I just I also feel like if Sardar well I wonder if Sardar has just like completely given up on this timeline now that Ozan is dead because he could be doing a better job of supervising Melek if yeah. that's like still one of his life goals yeah it seems like he he wants to have both of them but inevitably loses one or the other so like in the original timeline in the show I feel like I mean Melek had been dead for a while though it seemed like yeah it seemed like he was just treating ozon like shit for a while although maybe like that see i don't that's what we don't know we don't know if that's like his first rodeo or how many times right if the first one we saw yeah yeah because it seems like he has more experience than atia with all of this because nothing was surprising to him you would think that if original timeline first time for atia if that had been sadar's first time you would think he'd be more shocked by everything, but he's like full awareness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or the aliens just give him really good briefings and every time. <laughs> not, anymore. Yeah, not anymore. He broke the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have a sponsorship from Apple, but open to the possibility. We're also open to being sponsored by uh, alien barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want a little model of a temple in an alien barbecue? Oh my god, that would be incredible. <laughs> if you sponsor us, we'll make an alien barbecue. <laughs> sure our money's gonna be spent. Oh man. The mic. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Alien barbecue is way better. <laughs> How about this wasted opportunity again to make Adif pregnant and to turn like this global tragedy into an Adif tragedy? I just like can't get over it. <laughs> how that got dropped and like she's not pregnant and well she I mean she's still suffering and she's like being ignored for no reason by her family Um, and also by Atiyah like I had the thought this episode like why isn't Elif just like with her partners with Atiyah like helping her exactly that would be much more entertaining because Elif's curse is to like assume in every timeline that Adif is fine when she's like in the most danger all the time. <laughs> yeah, like everyone in the show, like Elif, uh, Ati is trying to protect Elif by apparently doing nothing. Yeah. Sardar trying to me- protect Melek by doing nothing. Like uh, they need help. These people. That's what they believe in here. <laughs> also, Nazim trying to protect Elif by doing nothing. Yeah, he kind of did something this time. Pretty he late. like ran and shouted for like three steps and then like had to catch his breath. 
But then he got he yeah. got Mustafa to see. He did, he did. Uh, but I feel like that's more of Mustafa being good than Naza being good. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Hannah? Well, like, is she at, like what what what's her angle kind of thing or what? Yeah, I mean, I think she just like she's done for the season. Is my feeling like she's admitted her love to Erhan. He's a dick about it. Well, uh, yeah. could have been nicer. No, we shouldn't have been. She's and... awful. <laughs> she's, a hired mer- she's fabulous. She's a hired mercenary who then killed a grandma. <laughs> but she loves so she him. That's my stand. Um, and she called Serdar to like help him out, but ended up getting him murdered. So I guess that wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. But she finally had a good lounging outfit. Not a stupid lounging outfit. Was it good? I don't remember anything other. It was kind of like really tight. It was like leather pants, but like classy, like off-white leather pants and a white blouse. The fact that you don't remember what it was means that it's vastly superior to what she's been wearing before. (laughs) Leather pants is like, oh, let me be comfy in this. (laughs) It's how she lounges. To be that skinny, crazy, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was really disappointed that we never found out what Sardar had on her. Yeah. Well, I think she, I mean, inevitably, new season, new timeline, or back to old timeline. I think Hannah's still alive in the old timeline. First timeline, too, right? Because mm-hmm. she killed, well, she yeah. stabbed Adhan in that one. Maybe like, yeah. more will be revealed. Also, we still have, again, bloody, bloody dress check. Still haven't seen it. Bloody dress check. Zero. Yeah. Maybe yeah for yeah for our next segment. Uh, I, I would say that's finale, hopefully yeah. gonna be something we see. Not that mm-hmm. I'm like trying to see bloody dresses, but like just for the sake of like the writers not having dropped a major thread, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But yeah, I think I think I mean Hannah's just deeply fucked up. I don't know. She might like love Adhan in her own way, but she sucks. So who cares? I just feel like the writers like took the easy out by not saying like why she was yeah. doing all of this, and it she could have been a much more yes. nuanced character if they had come up with a good yes, reason. That's a good and like even with Sadar, we don't we don't really know. Like we're surmising that he wants his family to stay alive, but like they could make it more explicit, like what his actual motivations are. Right. Like, I don't think. And like, yeah. his power speech at about the well and everything, yeah. like, it didn't explain anything to do with the aliens right. or anything right. like that. Yeah, I mean, they should have done this. They should have. Uh, what's the word? Um, the breadcrumbs should have been scattered much earlier than. Mm-hmm. Uh, than right now <laughs> with although if they're scattering the breadcrumbs for the third season then that's legitimate yeah, yeah it just took them a while to yeah we'll see we'll see how the yeah the, hopefully Sadat and Hannah are more interesting uh and not mm-hmm. just just evil villains <laughs> mm-hmm speaking of evil villains Sardar had a classic villain monologue yes during which I'm sure Sophia noticed that he didn't use his inhaler and was completely fine. Um, and then he had like uh, the Batman origin story, like of the, in the well, it literally looked exactly like the first Batman Christian Bale movie. That's the only thing I could think of. 
Yeah, so if he had been, so many problems would have been solved with uh, him just being in that well, but. <laughs> yeah, if only he'd gotten stuck there. <laughs> would have been fine. But like, here, uh, related to like, if so, so-and-so had happened or hadn't happened, everything would be fine. Like these kinds of timeline questions. Okay, if, I guess in this show, every decision everyone makes is like, the only decision they could have made kind of thing like because you know everything mm-hmm. it seems like the, the overarching law of, of this universe these universes is that you know any everything that happens is exactly what was supposed to happen sort of thing so I don't even know if this argue this you know line of thinking holds any kind of water but let's say let's say everything wasn't pre-written like it is with this universe I mean, if Atia hadn't, if she'd just been like, oh, John died, I'm sad, I'm going to move on with my life now, like, just grieve normally, and not go into the cave to bring her back, and therefore trigger this second timeline, like, would any of the, the like, none of the pregnancy, stillbirth stuff would have happened, I guess, or, like, or, like, if she were to somehow find a way back to the original timeline, which I guess is going to happen because Adhan did, like, is that stillbirth crisis still going to be going on in universe number two? Does it matter? I'm just like, when you know that this wasn't your only reality, like, why are you so motivated to care? I'm, yeah, anyway, I was just like, very <laughs> much like, you know, you could just like believe and not deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she, yeah, she hasn't really acknowledged that reality. Yeah, I guess, I guess, like, this is her duty, and, like, all of the women in her family have, like, told her she must address this pregnancy slash lack of births crisis, Um, and so she will, but, like, I'm just, like, you know, you figure out where the cave is, just, you know, reset, (laughs) but I guess when she does go to the cave, that's the point, it's gonna... I guess solve the crisis too. IDK man, it just seems like you just hadn't been so dramatic about everything in timeline one. Timeline two <laughs> wouldn't have happened. <laughs> I yeah, well, I don't know. You, we would have to go back and listen to ourselves explain parallel universes. Right. Maybe it's been happening the whole time. That's true. Yeah, we're we're such experts. We should just listen to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Atiye question. Sardar's giving his villain monologue. Why the fuck didn't she tackle him? Yeah. He's like standing right next to her. He doesn't have a gun. He just has a cell yeah. phone. He's a yes. weakling. Like, just punch him in the throat. I know. What's she doing? I don't Then she lets him walk away and order the guy to murder her sister. Like, no. Yeah, that was really, really dumb. I, I wrote, that was one of my WTFs was that whole like exchange and lack of violence to save yeah yeah it made no sense and then erhan gets shot which like he kind of asked yeah. for it yeah he's like shoot me <laughs> <laughs> i think i guess we're meant to believe that he didn't think that sardar could do yeah. it given their familial affection which didn't yeah. exist but again the show continues to send the message that adopted children are not truly loved. 
<laughs> that's the main message I'm thinking up for the show I right mean, now. They, they, okay, yeah, it's like sincerely, it's not the main message, but like they say it enough where you're like, please stop saying that. Like they're yeah, like let's not. Let's yeah, not we don't need to like. <laughs> anyway, oh, also, how do we feel about the moment in the car right before the accident with Atia and Sadar, where Atia's like. You, you know you can't breathe in this timeline because you choked, you suffocated uh, John Su. And he goes, and he yeah. goes for like five <laughs> more minutes. Like, I don't know. I was kind of like, I mean, I completely forgot about that, first of all. Um, I really haven't retained much from this show, apparently. Uh, but... I mean, it's kind of smart, but I'm also like, I roll, like, how, do you, how did you guys feel about it? I kind of like that like karmic yeah. idea of like carrying your sins to the next yeah. universe but does that mean that in the next universe he's going to have a gaping chest wound like yeah. I'm not sure but I it's weird because I'm the the vibe I got is that he just went back to the previous universe like I don't feel like there's a third universe or at least i hope there's not a third universe because that would just yeah yeah yeah. i'm sort of disappointed there isn't though because i really thought this was like a true multiverse situation but it's like a biverse (laughs) yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if we see another one i feel like three seasons three verses that's cool but yes definitely erhan went to the season one universe that we were in um, Sophia, do you want to do a monologue about Sardar's breathing? <laughs> yes, definitely. So, okay, let, there's there's two medical conditions that are like turn on and off on the show. One is Atia's pregnancy bleeding and yeah. everything. Yeah, so, she's like, fine she was to be fine. in a car she crash. She's running now. like a crazy person. She's dragging this full ass man out of a also, car. Also, we're pretty <laughs> sure that she's like walked across Turkey a few times. Since being like bleeding pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. And then Serdar is totally fine, and then he gets a freaking coughing fit in the middle of a very climactic point in a car. (laughs) So I literally am so annoyed at these illnesses that like only appear when they're plot convenient. Yeah, I'm annoyed at having to listen to that breathing thing happening for like 10 minutes. That was horrible. Have you guys ever watched um, 2001 A Space Odyssey? I haven't. That's like the only thing I, I remember besides disliking that movie is that there's loud breathing for like an hour. And it was like that. And it was fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Were there alien barbecues? Also place? tablets. There were tablets oh. and cavemen. So maybe it's an inspiration. And cavemen? Yeah, there's like, it starts, the movie starts chronologically with the cave. Oh, the movie is thousands of years long. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it feels. (laughs) Um, Yes, agreed with Sophia. That was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, no, not cool. And then also that his, when he's having like his asthma attack or whatever, he automatically plonks his foot down on the accelerator. You know, which is the old coffin stomp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Erhan goes under the sea. Sophia, do you want to explain the down under thing that you were talking about? The sunken place? Sunken place. Oh, well, it's just like a place in, in this movie, Get Out, where like this woman has the ability to like hypnotize people. So they go into this like other world where like their soul stays, but their body's like detached. And they actually use that to put like other basically is a really scary thing where they use like black bodies to like harbor white souls of people that already died or were old mm-hmm. um it's really creepy but anyway to me it looks very similar to this place where Erhan is that has like no gravity and he's like sinking and it's very bizarre yeah it was weird and it looked bad and um They've had plenty of visions in this show. I don't really understand why Erhan needed to be like sinking through water while talking to Jesus for his I, I'm just like everybody like universally we know what like typical Anglo Jesus looks like. Like it's a very well-known image. Why would you dress that person like typical <laughs> Anglo Jesus? <laughs> I think they were just going for ancient I and mean, ancient means white robes yeah, and long but hair. Like, I mean, give them but... early, like do something that just like looks a little or like different beards. Like there are subtle things you can wear. You would just be like, <laughs> oh, that's, you know, some kind of supernatural or really old thing. But now all, all any of us can see is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so that was weird. I guess he kind of like told Erhan off, which was funny. And then Erhan wakes back up in the old universe that we know from season so one. So what if it's not season one? It's a third universe where like, in, like, what if we assume that in the first universe, he did die and that was it. And then Atia was like the vehicle to move universes. But now in this one... He died in universe two, which triggered universe three, where he did have some terrible accident or had a horrible, you know, attack happen to him, but he lived. He's in the hospital. Like it's it's possible that where he's woken up will be completely different. Just like it, ha- it looks like it's maybe universe one. We don't know. Mm-hmm. If for plot reasons, it would be it easier for them to do universe one, but I wish they would do universe three. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think three would be fun. I also would need like a primer on what happened in universe yeah. one because I don't remember really how we left it. But he did have his floppy hair back, so that made me think. Yeah, that he I mean, I think I'm like 90% sure it's universe one because uh, he got stabbed on the hood of his car by Hannah. And Hannah, like, I don't know, drove off into the night and then Sidon got arrested. Ozan helped orchestrate his arrest. Um, mm-hmm. Atia was fine, except she went to the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Her mom sold her out. Her mom was just 100% shitty. <laughs> now she's like fake nice. I don't believe any of it's real. <laughs> she's still 100% yeah. shitty, just in a different yeah. way. So annoying. All right. Do we have anything else for this section that we need to talk about? I feel like we're pregnant intended, pun fully intended, with um, a desire to 
yeah, talk about Wow. <laughs> wow. I really don't approve of that word use. <laughs> I think we're all pregnant. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, before we go any further with that, uh, <laughs> with that, uh, we're going <laughs> to move on into the history section where you might have guessed we are going to talk about our theories for the season finale and I guess next season as well. Try and figure out what the heck is going to go on with what they've set up in this episode, because this episode felt to me like really like we are setting up something crazy for the finale, but what? I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't think Ozan's dead. I don't think he's dead either. I, like I said, I forgot this season, but I don't think he's you, dead. You said that last episode, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think he's dead in this universe. I think that he uh, is calling to her from a parallel universe. Uh, maybe she... Yeah. I wish this was like Dark, where you, the show Dark, where they can just like tunnel to the different timelines. <laughs> Out all this, like, oh, it has to be Atia nonsense. Yeah. Like, anyone can through the chaos. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to go back and forth without Atia, but maybe he's leading Melek to them because, you know, Orfa and Istanbul are right maybe. next to each other. Right. Everyone can walk. It's walking. Down. And what happened to Cappadocia? Are we not, we're not trying to find the game there? We don't there care anymore. anymore. Please try to stop, <laughs> you know. We don't care anymore. We saw the purple cave, but we ain't going in ever. No, <laughs> no. We just needed the realization that Adhan knows like everything from when he was five, but forgot right. conveniently, completely. Which is what Jesus was telling him off about. He was like, "You loser! Yes. I showed you everything." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, we talked about Erhan, so I think it's interesting that it's in the penultimate episode of the season that he woke up in a new timeline. So does that mean he's going to be able to change or reach the season two universe in the next episode? Somehow they're going to converge My, or. Well, you know, he's probably going to go, he's probably going to rip his IV out because he's in the yeah. hospital. Someone has to, that has to yeah. happen. He's going to like put a shirt on over his bandages and like hobble out <laughs> of that room. And then uh, get himself to the cave on universe one side. And Atia is going to be on the universe two side, all distraught that there's oh. no Adhan. And then they're going to chow me. I like this theory. I could totally buy Ozan's that. And Ozan's going to be in the cave. <laughs> I don't know. I need Ozan to like be alive and ruin things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ozan and Ellie, who knows? Something's going to happen there, but um yeah it is conspicuously not pregnant not on the verge of dying so i don't know what we're gonna do with her. i think we just my prediction is that we just ignore her completely ignore her for the finale and then we meet a new one in season three, in season three. <laughs> yeah i like i like the cave meeting across universes thing i could totally see that yeah. happening because like i feel like it is gonna be like maybe her whole like dilemma will be in this in universe two, like I have Adif, which is like why I triggered this whole thing. But I have to go to the cave because a bunch of women are dying. Mm-hmm. It's my duty. Plus, Adhan is like but it could be it could be a secret society or something. I guess yeah, he's dead and he's like 
I guess, part of my mission too. Right, like, right. It, it must, I must be with him. So I think she's going to have a little internal conflict about that. I mean, it could be that she crosses over into universe one and like basically like sacrifices Adif again for, you know, the greater mission or whatever, but yeah, and then I'm like, in universe two, is that going to keep rolling? Like, are all the ladies over there going to be fine? And then universe one never had a problem. So (laughs) I think, yeah, okay. I definitely think that all the ladies in universe two are going to be fine. She's going to fix that. But by doing so, maybe Sardar messes something up. Maybe Erhan messes something up. I don't know. I think she ends up in universe three. And then it's like third time's the charm. She gets her happy ending with Erhan. Where does bloody dress happen? Yeah, bloody dress. Oof. That's like got such strong miscarriage vibes. But like if she actually miscarries, then like doesn't the universe basically end or like humanity will grow extinct. Right, right. So yeah, can't actually have her have a miscarriage. So I mean, she's not wearing the right outfit for it to happen next episode right unless she somehow changes her outfit whilst giving birth change it to like basically a white gown. yeah <laughs> yeah and what's what's Serdar's goal here what's he trying to do well he wants to basically start another universe uh by taking Atia to the cave because she's I think he thinks that as long as she goes through he can tag along and go into a universe where hopefully Medic and Ozan are both alive mm. and he can attempt to not fuck it up again. But like he's acting as though the aliens haven't cut off contact with him and they're not aware of everything he's right. doing. Like they're gonna, your, your, your wife and son are probably already dead in whatever universe you're going to. Or soon to be, yeah. And then or also like, how does his magic work? Because the first time he wasn't, he was nowhere near her going through the portal but he still retained yeah. all his memories exactly exactly we just don't know enough about him i hope it's us not knowing enough versus like the screenwriters not thinking it through it could very much be that though <laughs> i mean if they give us a satisfying story in three like i don't care if there's loose ends really yeah yeah but i'm gonna need to know a little bit more about the aliens they better not drop that shit <laughs> also yeah they better be I- I mean, we keep saying aliens, but hopefully the listeners know that obviously these have never been explicitly revealed no, as aliens. we hope they're not aliens. That would be silly. <laughs> I mean, but like, are they like demons? Like what? Because like, I feel like the show's magic is like ancient earth, earth-based magic, not like sci-fi. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what, what entities they would be then. Like I Satan mean. or like... Yeah some jilted lovers of the Jesus costume people. Ooh, like Lilith. Yeah, the loyal ones, part two. Oh, the loyal ones were good, though. Yeah, they were. Could just be the immortals would be such a good crossover. (laughs) That's like ancient magic. They'd be like, okay, we're trying to make the immortals work again. Enjoy. They have like universe travel. Yeah, and weird communication stuff, I feel like. That ridiculous, like, giant horn. Oh, yeah, remember that horn? (laughs) (laughs) That was. Oh, man, we should rewatch that show. (laughs) We should. We should watch 
we watched like the last season because not that many episodes and it was so, <laughs> so wild. But, yeah. Sophia, do you have any theories for this that you want to share? Hmm. So I definitely think that Erhan is in a in the in back in the first reality. I think that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that um but it's weird because I think something else had to happen in order for him to travel there. I don't think it's enough that he died. Like I feel like Ati opened the portal as well, or something else happened. Or is it time. just that our point of view shifted? I don't know. I also well, I had already asked this, I think, in a previous episode about whether the pregnancy can transfer, like she can be pregnant and travel to other universes and still be right. pregnant. Or and still die, I think that definitely yes, because that's the bloody dress. Because mm-hmm. um, if not, mm-hmm. there is no explanation for that. But then I'm very curious about what Serdar is like, because now he's telling all these stories that make him seem mortal. But I feel like right. he must have something supernatural. Because why is, does he have this vision that the same vision that Atia has of like everything and like all the timelines and stuff? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So do you think? she's gonna fail and that's why the dress thing happens i mean she could have just a very bloody birth but then she's alive i guess Mm. we're also very close to an event that i had a lot of questions about which was like what would happen if ati and erhan and sardar died does like the universe reset or like what happens Mm. because they have like such a big hand in what happens in the universe i guess if Atia dies, everyone dies, right? Or, or like, not maybe not immediately, but I think mass extinction is imminent. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, for sure. are going to move on into our favorite and final section which is what the fuck sultan of success and fatima's hit list okay what the fuck my first one did you guys notice how nazim ran down that street because oh my god that was one of mine too oh my god it was (laughs) unreal i've never seen anyone run like that (laughs) It was wild. I mean, it's that run and the 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 Phoebe Buffet run, and friends. <laughs> like those are my top two like WTF runs. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. It was like I I don't understand. I don't understand at all. Um, but just kind of completely fits with his character and general uselessness vibe. So that's fine. Um. I had, this is like stepping on Sophia's turf, but I had, what the fuck, Serdar is like breaking his tablet tantrum, but he didn't need any oxygen. He was completely fine. And then I had, uh, finally just had to shout out, what the fuck, Serap, she's so annoying, just sitting in a chair and like speaking to the air and just fuck her. I hate her. You. (laughs) I endorse that. Uh, What are your guys' what the fucks? Um, it is like remembering her father's helpful tip for safety. <laughs> like, 
way too late just way too and be, and then being like I forgot something inside or I have something to do inside oh my gosh. like okay this large man is definitely not she is trying you. so hard to get murdered this season and no one will yes. do it <laughs> no one, she's like I just have this need to be killed <laughs> violently <laughs> um Cesar and Middick's just behavior toward her though disgusting horrible that's not how adoptive families work mm-hmm. stop that's send this message at the end of the show. Um, the the meeting at 19th Street, which I alluded to in our group oh, text yes. earlier. History section there part are, two. Here we go. There are like, I just like did a quick search on Google Maps and there were like eight results that immediately came up for eight different 19th Streets throughout Istanbul. So it's just like, how did they know which one? Like, what neighborhood were they in? Like, that that it was like, oh, this is the 19th Street that makes sense for me to walk to. Because again, I'm a TI, I can walk anywhere in any outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, within half an and hour, and I never get stinky. Yeah, I never get stinky. I always look great. And yeah, I just yeah, Istanbul is obviously not a grid. It was not uh, does not develop in any kind of a planned way. So there's just like a bajillion streets, most of them not labeled. So yeah, I'm a little bit uh, confused by that. <laughs> At least like pick somewhere a little bit more. I guess if it went anywhere well known though, they couldn't have their like well. But you could give a cross street, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like 19th Street in this neighborhood, yeah. at least like then there's probably only one. Um, I say probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, Sardar, like double torturing Atia with the countdown of doom and then also his stupid story. Oh my gosh, the countdown the- slash story thing. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, yeah it was such an ego trip for him. Um, let me see. Yeah, and then the, the sad dog, like, breathing realization where I'm like, that's cheesy as fuck. <laughs> also, art. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I feel that I'm finally redeemed in the show. Because you guys finally agree with me that the whole respiratory illness is... <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, it never it never bothered me before this episode, but now your take has come true. I just wish I don't know, like I think I would have liked it better if it was just like him hacking without explanation. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Music. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, I think I have just one what the fuck that's different from yours from you guys is um which is Melek, like what is she wearing? It's full of dust or like dirt or what in the world, or is that just the design of the dress? But her hands are also dirty. It's very bizarre. No, I agree. I couldn't tell whether it was like a weird like spot pattern thing or was it it was dirt on her navy dress. Yeah. And I also have another. I don't know if this is a what the fuck or a question, but like why does Atia save Serdar? Like he's her nemesis. Like why why doesn't she just let him die in the car explosion? That's a what the fuck. Another typical TV trope is the car exploding after any crash because that's so common. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think those are mine. Apart from the running, which was great, <laughs> and Asiya being pregnant and having very specific strengths during her pregnancy and weaknesses. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one for this section too, is that like she can sprint and get blown up in a car and she's completely fine. No nosebleeds in this episode. <laughs> also, if she's meant to like give birth in this very specific cave, but she's only like three weeks pregnant or whatever it is, I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. She's on a different timeline. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, we do know uh, from the first season that time works differently in the cave, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. Sultan of success. I mean. Mustafa. Yeah, that's who I had written down, although I feel like we just give it to him a lot because we like him. <laughs> Um, Atia was also pretty successful this episode, although yeah. I don't support her saving of Serdar. Oh no, maybe Ozan for still like I don't like him, but like inter universe, he saved his mom. Generation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, yeah, I still think he's alive in this universe. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't think we can give it to him, though, given his history. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to go with Mustafa. I'm always happy to give it to yeah. Mustafa. All right. And then Fatma's hit list. I mean, Sardar. Is there anyone besides Sardar that could be on the list, I guess? I think the answer is no. Yeah, I how about Sardar's how about Sardar's coughing? <laughs> yes, please. Let's give it to the the noises. Sardar's noises. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Mustafa. And uh, we are sicking Fatma on Sardar's breathing noises. I'm very happy about this. I have never been happier. We thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time about the season two finale, season two, episode eight. Hopefully, all of our dreams come true.